Come on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 195 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. And this is our monthly news episode for July. And we have uh, six stories for you. Uh, there's, they're all very interesting. And one of the things different in this episode is we are dedicating a whole section to AI news. So that'll be the sixth story up right before we I do my summary of the advisor tech map and integration scoring. We've got a whole AI section. There's so much AI news. Just going to put it in there all together. So you're going to get that. And there's a lot going on. So I don't want to waste any more time. I'm going to get right to it. But before I do, I have a message for you. If you are the executive at a broker dealer, enterprise RIA, family office, or a TAMP, your tech debt is holding you back. Your old software platforms are rusty and falling apart, and they need a complete overhaul or to be replaced entirely. Your disparate systems don't communicate with each other, and it's driving your ops staff and advisors crazy with manual processes and other errors. If this describes your company in your tech infrastructure, you should run, not walk to our website, ezragroupllc.com, and fill out the contact us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can evaluate your technology ecosystem, deliver targeted recommendations, optimize your existing systems and operations, or run an RFP RFI and help you implement new software to help take your firm to the next level. And a few quick housekeeping notes before we continue. We at Ezra Group support a number of nonprofit organizations that do fantastic work for a variety of causes. One you should check out is the Invest in Others Foundation, which you can learn more about at investinothers.org. Please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And now, let's kick this thing off. Our first story, SmartX Advisory to launch a free managed account TAMP platform. Uh, so SmartX Advisory is a growing TAMP and technology provider, uh, recently uh, reaching over $27 billion in assets, and they've launched a free TAMP offering. But before we get into that, let me just go over what is a TAMP. There's been some confusion about that from what I'm reading uh, specifically. We do a lot of research at Ezra Group uh, all across the wealth management industry, but specifically uh, TAMPs is one area we cover a lot in our research. And uh, a TAMP, a turnkey asset management platform, offers a complete investment manager program through the advisor sponsoring firm, whether it's a broker-dealer, an RAA, or a trust company, or something else. Now, the definition of what constitutes a TAMP, it has to meet these requirements. First of all, it has to have their own RIA. If you don't have an RIA, you're not a TAMP, you're something else. You're some sort of tech provider, model marketplace, or something along those lines. You must have an RIA so that you can offer fiduciary services. So those services could include uh, investment research, asset allocation, due diligence, manager contracting, portfolio construction, rebalancing, and trading. Uh, if we're not re rebalancing, anyone can do, but it's the trading part. You have to be able to push the button on the trade to be a TAMP. Now, there's other non-TAMP services like performance reporting, recon, billing, and other services that are, don't require an RIA or any sort, of, any sort of fiduciary responsibility. And lots of firms offer those services. They're not TAMPs. They're just BPO, uh, back office process uh, outsourcers and things. Uh, so a provider of portfolio management software whose system can be used to run a TAMP is not a TAMP itself. Um, I've heard the term platform TAMP thrown around. There's no such thing, uh, unless you are also a TAMP. You can be a platform provider and a TAMP, 
like InvestNet and Orion and SmartX, uh, they have uh, technology platforms that you can use to run a TAMP, and they're also TAMPs. But for a company that's offering just technology, they're just a SaaS software provider like InvestCloud or or Charles River uh, or others uh, that don't have their own uh, Black Diamond. They don't have an RIA. They're just technology providers. Nothing wrong with that. We love technology providers, but they're not TAMPs. Even if their software is used by TAMPs, that doesn't make them a TAMP. Now, the combination of external market dynamics and internal capabilities suggests to us in our research that there's still opportunities for new TAMPs to gain market share in certainly the RIA segment, but even other segments as well. So we're, we welcome uh, SmartX coming out with a new offering. Uh, we're seeing continued organic growth in the RIA market. It's a, still the fastest growing channel. The RIA, a lot of RIAs are focusing on organic growth. Uh, of course, there's tons of inorganic growth out there where firms snapping up RIAs left and right. So uh, there's more outsourcing uh, uh, possibilities. And there's certainly gaps to fill, but we're seeing more competition uh, bringing parity to the market, which is good for advisory firms. Now, why do firms outsource? Why do they engage a TAMP? Why do they outsource their investment management? Uh, there's usually six, some combination of six different factors and reasons. Number one, scale. They feel they can scale better if they outsource it rather than having to keep hiring more portfolio managers and such. <clears throat> growth. <clears throat> growth is number two. Uh, helps them to grow faster if they have op- other options. For example, the TAMPs could give them uh, more options around um, uh, different services they can offer to their clients. Expertise. TAMPs should be offering more, uh, have better expertise in investment management since they're bringing in uh, assets from all over and they're doing more asset management uh, at scale. So they've they've got more expertise there than the average advisor would. Price should also be a factor. There should be a, bit, a better price for a TAMP to do it than to do it in-house. Um, product offerings, uh, super, things we call supermarket TAMPs that offer a wide range of managers, uh, uh, similar to SmartX, where they have a, a lot of managers available on their platform. So the product offerings are very valuable to advisors. And the user experience, how the um, the offering, the ability of the, the service to provide a great experience for the advisor, to be able to go on open accounts, see their performance, um, add restrictions and other things, basically interact with the platform. Uh, that UX uh, is, is a good reason why firms engage a TAMP. There's another area uh, maybe under growth. So some TAMPs, uh, like Asset Mark as an example, offer uh, white glove service to advisors to help them close deals. So an advisor maybe has a $5 million client and that might be their first uh, very large client. They could call the TAMP and say, help us with this proposal. And there are a number of TAMPs that will do that, help them put together a proposal for that client that matches their needs and then help them close the deal because they're going to get the business. So that's part of growth uh, as well as expertise. We call it a white glove offering. So what are we talking about? We're talking about SmartX offering uh, a new platform called SmartY, cute name, um, which is a slimmed down version of their SmartX platform. They believe it will appeal to advisors who want to use models but don't have access to sophisticated ULMA technology. It's a slimmed down version and it only offers a limited number of uh, strategies. So uh, whereas the full uh, SmartX platform has a couple hundred strategies available, SmartY will have fewer. They haven't announced exactly which ones. We don't know uh, which ones. I could guess, uh, I I know uh, Morningstar is an investor 
in SmartX. They, they made a $30 million investment in uh, their Series D round in May 2022. And they agreed for SmartX to become their um, under-the-hood technology, replacing uh, what used to be Fiserv APL, which is now InvestCloud Supermarket. Uh, that software is being replaced by SmartX. That, um, so that technology is being used there. And But the SmartY technology, supposedly is going to be a slimmed down version of that. But uh, Morningstar announced there uh, some new managers, BlackRock, Clark Capital, Fidelity, Tiba Price, adding to the U.S. Wealth Platform. So maybe it's going to be those managers on SmartY plus Morningstar. I don't know. Uh, it's just so uh, just guessing here. Uh, as we mentioned before, SmartX has grown uh, significantly over the past couple of years. Uh, they're over $27 billion. Their assets increased 44% into the first half of 2022. Uh, they have over 93,000 accounts on their platform, which is over 100% increase. Platform's doing really well. Uh, this is an interesting offering. Free uh, platforms haven't traditionally done well um, that, are, that are just uh, in terms of uh, um, growth and market share, uh, although I'm not really sure what the, the end goal, hopefully they imagine the end goal is to, is to push more business onto the SmartX platform. Um, but things, uh, I remember there was a firm called uh, Orange that uh, was offering a free portfolio management, like a freemium version of a portfolio management platform, hoping with people would upgrade, didn't do so well, company went out of business. I don't think SmartX, that will happen to them. They've already got a growing uh, TAMP business, but interesting to see how uh, smart smart Y is going to work. I imagine Smart X is being paid by the asset managers on the Smart uh, Smart Y platform. They're trying to generate a buzz, uh, which is great for marketing. There, there's a waiting list. You can't get it now. You have to wait till September. So uh, that could be generating uh, some buzz amongst advisors and, and, and building some demand for them. Uh, and then it remains to be seen if the available managers that are going to be on the platform have enough star power to attract advisors. But I have no doubt uh, Evan Rappaport, the CEO of SmartX is, is a smart guy. He's done really well uh, in the industry and in building out uh, his platform. So we're looking to see big things from the Smart Y offering. Our next story, Nitrogen Wealth and Investorcom integration delivers best interest rollover recommendations process. It's projected that in the next five years, around $800 billion of assets are going to roll out of employer-sponsored retirement plans and into RIAs. These rollovers will be a huge growth opportunity for financial advisors. Most white-collar workers accumulate the majority of their savings through employer-sponsored plans, so having access to these assets in a compliant way uh, is going to be a huge benefit for advisors. Now, there was a recent SEC bulletin released on April 20th, um, which zeroes in on how advisors and brokers should comply with their care obligations when providing investment advice and recommendations to retail investors. You can read more about it uh, in, on thinkadvisor.com. There's a recent article called Four Must-Knows for Advisors in the SEC's New Reg BI Guidance, which uh, connects right to this article. So one of the four things is advisors can't rely on a firm-approved list of investments. Advisors must do their own analysis of the improved investment options on a client-by-client -client basis. This is a good reminder to firms and advisors as the use of approved lists of investments has increased since Reg BI. So what does this all mean? It means that having uh, robust software tools is uh, a requirement, table stakes now, for advisory firms 
to stay compliant with Reg BI. And uh, back in May, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler said, Reg BI is a work in progress. And he expanded that on that, saying there's more changes coming, uh, and wealth management firms have to stay on top of that to remain in compliance. Now, we always like integration. We talk a lot about integrations here at Ezra Group. So hearing about Nitrogen and Investorcom uh, piqued my interest. We had both firms, executives from both firms on the podcast just recently. Episode 193, a growth platform is the glue in your tech stack with Aaron Klein, CEO of Nitrogen and Wealth. And episode 188, scaling success, how compliance tech drives business growth with Parham Nasseri, VP of product and regulatory strategy from Investorcom. As I said, this is an interesting partnership uh, considering Nitrogen's Wealth's recent big push to build their own compliance software over the past few years, few years, including uh, their own Reg BI tool, as well as uh, building some compliance around their risk profiling um, capabilities. Uh, at their uh, client conference last year, uh, last October, not that far, not that long ago, they launched a dashboard that allows enterprise firms to look across the entire company, uh, whereas in the past, each advisor's risk profiles and assessments were discrete, and you can only look at it one at a time. They launched this dashboard, which we like very much, that you can look across the firm at all advisors and broken out by different segments and see which ones are out of compliance, which uh, portfolios have drifted away from their risk profile. Uh, very useful tool, especially around compliance. Now, as a result of this integration, advisors who are using Nitrogen's platform can now access Investorcom's uh, compliant rollover recommendations to retrieve information on 401k plan costs, and then digitally deliver and document their analysis to investors, which, as I mentioned earlier, according to Reg BI, is a requirement. Now, Investorcom has a suite of compliance tools, but what we're talking about here is uh, the integrations with their tool called Rollover Analyzer. And it, uh, of course, helps meet compliance uh, regulations, but it is uh, an application that enables uh, them to do things like analyze rollover recommendations across different levels of service, client fit, and costs. It provides access to plan cost data across Form 5500 and benchmark cost data. That's very, very useful in that they've got a database of retirement plans around the country and what those costs are. So you put that into the system and it just pulls it up for the advisor. Very helpful, uh, especially for showing the, the your investors and your clients that you're on top of what, the, what they have going on at their employers. Uh, the third um, functionality of Rollover Analyzer is it electronically documents and discloses the best interest recommendations to the client. Now, uh, having Parham on the, uh, the podcast, we also got a demo of some of their products. Um, what we liked about it was it's a single workflow to analyze, document, and disclose best interest rollover recommendations to clients. Of course, it replaces manual forms and other, other manual steps and tools, which are cumbersome for the compliance teams when they have to go back and review and analyze hundreds or even thousands of, of clients. It auto-generates compliance text that provides the reasons why that support the advisor's decision-making. It's a cool feature. Uh, they also can input the client's 404A5, look up employer-sponsored plans. I mentioned that the, Ford, the Form 5500 database, I said that already. Uh, it has end-to-end -end digital disclosure and documentation and generates a plain language disclosure report, which every client, I mean, I know 
I prefer plain language from my advisors as well. If you want more information about this suite of compliance tools at Investorcom, go to Investorcom.com. And for more information about their new growth platform, go to NitrogenWealth.com. Let me just take a quick break from this interview to talk about the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to uh, be participating in this charitable organization, and they give me the honor of uh, every year helping to judge some of the charities that are going to be awarded uh, money. And uh, you can get uh, money for your charity if you are a financial advisor or an advisory firm, and you can also uh, participate in a program that Invest in Others is running called the Charitable Champions. This recognizes financial advisory firms that give back to their communities. Let me just read a little bit. This is on their website, investinothers.org. The Charitable Champions recognizes financial advisory firms that give back to their communities by promoting a culture of philanthropy amongst their financial advisors and staff. You can submit your firm name uh, to the, the, uh, the organization uh, the application is already open. The deadline is July 7th, and the winners will be announced August 16th. Submissions will be evaluated blindly by a panel of advisors based on criteria including leadership and culture, events and activities, incentives, contributions, and impact. Now, I'm not a judge on this. I judge other, I judge usually advisor charities, and um, it's very difficult to do that kind of judging because they give us 10 charities with 10 advisors, and we have to decide which advisor gave the most back to their charity and helped them the most. It's really tough, uh, but you know all the money is going to a great cause. So please go to investinothers.org. And if you are uh, uh, running a financial advisory firm, sign up for the Charitable Champions list. Next up in the news, Wealth.com unveils Esther, a disruptive AI-powered legal assistant redefining estate planning. I saw an interesting survey in an article from Think Advisor by Michael Fisher. Forrester Consulting conducted a survey of uh, U.S. financial advisors to gain some insights into trust and estate planning for high net worth clients. According to the survey, 30% of advisors reported that estate and trust planning was one of the top two financial matters their clients uh, were considering. Nine in 10 of those advisors said their clients, those high net worth clients, were proactive in managing their estate and trust planning goals. Also, as many as 93% of clients anticipate receiving estate planning guidance from their advisors, but only 22% have ever received such assistance. So that leads us to Esther, this AI-powered legal assistant from Wealth.com. Now, Wealth.com, interesting enough, uh, this is their first software product that we've seen. So, of course, I do the I work on the advisor tech map with Michael Keats's and every month we get new uh, vendors coming to us saying, Hey, take a look at our product. Can we get on the map? The one of the main requirements for being on the map is that you have a software product to sell. I know it sounds silly. Why would someone call us if they don't have a software product to sell? A lot of firm, half the firms that we get every month almost aren't software companies selling a software product. They're service companies that happen to have software that supports their service. Now, nothing wrong with that. We we are very much into the advisor ecosystem in general, whether that's software or services or other capabilities being offered to advisors. But this particularly advisor tech map 
is only software. So um, I know Michael's thinking about uh, doing a services map uh, sometime in the future. So that's where those types of things would go. So for example, TAMPs aren't on the map unless they also sell some standalone software. For example, Investnet or Orion uh, are both on the map. They are TAMPs, but they also have standalone software products, which they sell. Um, that's a long way of, of saying that Wealth.com had asked us to be on the map previously, but they're mainly an estate planning service, not uh, AdvisorTech software uh, until now. So now they've got uh, just launched this, this new software product called Esther, which they're calling an AI-powered assistant for estate planning. They say it can understand specific goals from clients and the intricacies of existing state plans and can help clients navigate and update their plans over time. They say it's conditioned with both short and long-term memory, enabling it to incorporate a client's previous actions into its responses. Now, I haven't seen a demo of this yet, so I'm not sure exactly what it does or if it can really effectively guide clients and answer questions for them and give them proactive advice. I haven't also haven't done a deep dive on whether it's actually AI or not. And that's one of, one of my pet peeves about technology. I'm sure you've seen the rush of firms claiming they've got AI this, AI powered that. And honestly, just between you and me, most of it is not AI. It's just some sort of rules engine or just normal software, a bunch of if then else statements, which they say is AI powered. Now, I do did notice in the press release for wealth.com, they mentioned that it's not, it is using some sort of LLM or a large language model um, that's been trained with their own estate planning data. So at least they mentioned that. I'd like to see if that's true or not. I've you know, to talk to them about it. Uh, their founder in the press release even mentioned my pet peeve. Um, he said AI is everyone's trend. However, it's important to distinguish between AI, that's the buzzword, in a deck versus real AI that's actively trained and harnessed by experts to deliver scalable value. I agree with you. Uh, and that's a uh, apology if, it's a, if I, I apologize if I messed up your name. Uh, Danny Lorfink, L O H R F I N K, co founder and chief product officer at wealth.com. So I'm with you, Danny. Um, I'm concerned about AI that's a buzzword on a deck versus AI that's really actively trained. So I'd love to talk to you and find out more about how you've done this with Esther and what it can do. And if it's really software and you're selling the software, or is Esther only for uh, your existing clients? So there's others available in this space. If you look at the uh, advisor tech map, there's others in the uh, the estate planning category. So Wealth.com is going up against firms like uh, your eFolio, of course, and Money Guy Pro Elite, eMoney Advisor, Encore Estate Plans, Nava Plan, FP Alpha. If you want more information, you can go to wealth.com. Just that easy. Next up, Fidelity Investments Crypto for Wealth Managers coming within months. The CFA Institute's survey for financial advisors on crypto assets, which was published this February, had some interesting statistics about cryptocurrencies. Only 7% of advisory firms surveyed allow solicited sales of crypto assets or digital assets to their clients. And only 14% of advisors say they would recommend crypto assets to their clients, even if their firm allowed it. Now, this number jumps to 38% from 14 for newer advisors, those with less than five years of experience. 56% uh, of advisory firms have observed an increase in investor interest in possibly investing in digital assets over the past 12 months. Um, but only 43% of advisors are comfortable even discussing 
digital assets with clients or prospects. Now, those newer advisors, those with less than five years experience, are much more comfortable and confident in discussing digital assets with clients or prospects. So Fidelity Investments is continuing to dive deeper into the crypto space. They've been doing this for years. Uh, Fidelity's uh, Digital Assets Division, which is their crypto-dedicated subsidiary, launched back in October of 2018, so almost five years ago, with the goal of creating crypto services for the investment company's institutional and sophisticated investors. And now they've added the ability to trade and custody digital assets, like Bitcoin and Ethereum, from within Wealthscape. Built on their digital asset custody and trading service, it's called Fidelity Crypto for Wealth Managers, will sit within Wealthscape, their advisor workstation, and provide advisors a streamlined experience when accessing and reporting on crypto assets. This would make Fidelity the first of the large RIA custodians to bring crypto assets to its native platform for advisors. On Twitter, Tyrone Ross, CEO and founder of Turnkey Labs, uh, noted the development and said, uh, the funny thing about it, it's really not even an announcement, he said. It just came out. That's the beauty of being Fidelity. You don't even have to announce stuff. Uh, for advisors, uh, Tyrone continued uh, in another tweet, there's a distinct level of trust that comes with the Fidelity brand. I've always said if when they lean more into crypto solutions for FAs, it will be a game changer. I can assure you that you'll be hearing what the, you'll hear will be worth your time. I can assure you what you'll hear will be worth your time. Sorry. Uh, then another tweet, uh, Tyrone Ross said, I agree there's a huge potential here. Fidelity is poised to dominate this opportunity. They're the largest 401k provider. After having previously announced Bitcoin availability in 401ks last year, and recently with their Wealthscape announcement. Now, this announcement includes, according to internal presentations, offline cold vault storage. So what that means is, uh, it's stored in an air, in, in a, a system that is not connected to the internet, so it cannot be hacked or stolen in the way we might have heard. You might have heard uh, Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies are being stolen. There will be small order routing for best execution, real-time trade settlement, which almost all cri uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, just by their nature, um, have real-time or near real-time trade settlement. Anyway, but it's nice that that Fidelity is offering that and immediate access to client funds. Because basically everything just settles instantly. There's no, there's no need for a custodian to move money between uh, the different parties in a crypto transaction. But Fidelity is providing an additional benefit. Their presentation that they showed promises 20-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week trading windows, no account minimums, and integrated cross-asset class reporting with third-party data vendors. This sounds great. Uh, I mean, I've been uh, doing some... Crypto investing myself. I was also on the board of a, a crypto tech firm, so I know a bit about the space. Happy to see Fidelity uh, still continuing to invest in the digital asset world. Now, this is big news for advisors, but will the other REA custodians, Schwab and Pershing, follow suit? Now we're up to the AI segment of the news. Going to combine a bunch of different AI stories. Here, uh, first one. Uh, last week, I moderated a webinar uh, with a number of uh, vendors who were all showcasing new features and functionality that they had uh, launched around artificial intelligence. One of them was Pulse Three Hundred and Sixty. Uh, they are a tool that uh, helps advisors automate meeting preparation, meeting execution, and, and meeting follow up. And they announced an AI writer tool 
which is based on a, a large language model like, like GPT, but it either expands brief meeting notes into well-written emails or vice versa, takes uh, large uh, blocks of text, maybe complex topics uh, like 529 plans or other types of investing and converts them into uh, shorter summaries. You can choose the tone, professional, business casual, enthusiastic, and it's integrated right into the tool. So it's very easy for advisors to use. That's Pulse360.com. Redtail was also on the uh, webinar. Uh, in 2018, they released a sentiment analysis tool with uh, a lot of data they have, um, 70 million individuals, 1.3 billion filtered emails, 50 million notes, 450 million activities, all being fed into their model to, to be able to provide sentiment analysis. And I also had Brian McLaughlin on my podcast, uh, episode 144, where you can hear him talk about things that Redtail is investigating and researching around artificial intelligence. Another company on the webinar was FP Alpha. You can see, find them at fpalpha.com, talking about their estate planning module that uses an AI engine and natural language processing to scan in clients' estate documents, such as wills, trusts, uh, POAs, and healthcare directives, and extract the data from them that can then be visualized in the firm's of, of the software's estate snapshot. Uh, I've seen some demos of this, uh, some very cool technology. Uh, as I said, they use natural language processing to enhance the OCR. So OCR already exists and OCR is not AI, but uh, enhancing OCR with natural language processing does more than just convert it, but it reads and understands the context. So you're going to get better data conversion from it than just a pure OCR. Um, be able to extract the data from legal documents and match them to actions. They've also trained their machine learning algorithms to detect pages in specific types of documents and then accurately extract the data. Finally, Snappy Kraken was a surprise guest on the webinar. They had an announcement where they have launched an interface to uh, uh, ChatGPT uh, where they allow advisors to basically with a number of different uh, screen um, tools, uh, interact with ChatGPT as you would without having to type in a lot of uh, text-based commands. So if you're if they're doing if you're if you're an advisor using Snappy Kraken and you're building uh, a blog post or you're building a social media post, you can use the tool to say, "I want a title. Uh, I'm talking about retirement uh, for people who live in Maine," as an example, and it'll then generate a bunch of titles from GPT, but feeds it right into the interface. So you don't have to move back and forth between different applications. Then you can say, write me a blog post of 500 words that talks about retirement in Maine and is mainly uh, uh, interesting to uh, fly fishermen. I'm just making this up. You can put anything you want in and then it'll then write that, pass that data to the chat GPT, pass the data back to you inside the application. So you never need to leave the application. Very cool stuff from Snappy Kraken. More AI news. The SEC's Gensler warns AI risks of financial stability. Uh, just a quick quote. AI may heighten financial, uh, financial fragility as it could promote herding with individual actors making similar decisions because they're getting the same signal from a base model or data aggregator, said the um, chairman of the SEC in remarks prepared Monday before the National Press Club. While current model risk management guidance, generally written prior to this new wave of data analytics, will need to be updated, it will not be sufficient, said uh, Gary Gensler. Uh, so, of course, I, mean, I think they're just throwing anything out there to make it seem like they understand what's going on and they're on top of things. But that's just a silly um, thing to say that 
AI could promote herding. We already have herding. There's, there's anything with the news that's out, any social media um, driven trend generates herding. AI, I don't think, is going to change that or cause more or less herding uh, behavior in investors. Uh, another AI story, Worm GPT. Days after Meta, formerly Facebook, open sourced their large language model called Llama 2, um, some hackers uh, created what they're calling Worm GPT, which is an AI tool to help cybercrime. So uh, some um, uh, researchers tested Worm GPT, and it was able to generate emails to pressure account managers into paying for fraudulent invoices. The results were unsettling, said the researchers. Worm GPT produced an email that was not only remarkably persuasive, but also strategically cunning, showcasing its potential for sophisticated phishing attacks and business email compromise attacks. This tool presents itself as a black hat alternative to GPT, GPT models designed specifically for malicious activities, said the security researcher. Uh, generative AI can create emails with impeccable grammar, which makes me very nervous for a lot of my clients and uh, my friends and family, since one of the ways you could find some of these phishing emails was because the grammar was always terrible, spelling was bad, so you could delete it right away. But now with these large language models, it's going to be harder. So please be careful. Please look out. Make sure your malware is up to date and you let people know to don't click on anything and double check anything you get in email. And now we're up to my favorite part of the news, where we cover changes to the Advisor Tech map and updates on the Ezra Group WealthTech integration score. Uh, now, you, as you know, these two um, subjects are linked because when we add, when Michael and I add new feature, new uh, applications to the Advisor Tech map, we then score them with the WealthTech integration score, and then those scores get passed back to uh, the Keatsis Advisor Tech directory. So it's one big circle, one big happy family here. In the Advisor Tech map updates that we just made uh, in July, there's a new category, Specialized Planning Equity Compensation. And that's going to have Stock Opter and My Stock Options, as well as Treyecto, Tre I'm sorry, I'm spelling it wrong, Treyecto, T-R-A-Y-E-C-T-O, Treyecto, Specialized Planning Equity Compensation. Now, in case people are wondering how we decide to make new categories, the minimum number of applications we need to be to get a new category is three. So once three applications come out that don't fit anywhere, then we're, Michael and I are pretty much going to create a new category like we did for Specialized Planning Equity Comp. So that's good to know in case you're a, a vendor out there wondering why your uh, differentiated application isn't in a new category. We're waiting for two more vendors to come out doing the same thing. Uh, we added a bunch of new products. One, two, three, I think eight. Eight new products were added to the Vicetech map this month. Uh, I was going to quickly review them. Amplify Reviews it was put into digital marketing. Amplify Reviews is a very interesting product. Uh, it was founded by a company, uh, by a uh, uh, founders, serial entrepreneurs, who had founded uh, a company that did healthcare reviews for physicians. And that company was very successful, and uh, they sold that, and they took the same idea now to uh, advisors. So it's a compliant online reviews for financial advisors, and it's a way that advisors can send invites to their clients and have them write reviews 
that then get reviewed by compliance and then can get posted on the website uh, or not. You don't have to post them uh, if you don't like them. Um, and so the advisors are in complete control of those reviews. But once, if you do post them, then Amplify, Re Amplify Reviews can manage them on your website, display them and get more uh, reviews. So they believe that uh, reviews will soon be a very important part of advisor marketing. Amplify Reviews and it's AmplifyReviews.com. Uh, I just mentioned Treyectco, uh, Treyectco, which is um, um, for uh, uh, equity compensation. So it's Treyectco, T-R-A-Y-E-C-T-O.com. If you want to learn more about their uh, ability to help advisors uh, help their clients with uh, equity compensation issues. And the next up is uh, Entol, E-N-T-O-L-E, which is going into the client portal category. It's a centralized command center for advisors to uh, offer their clients, E-N-T-O-L-E. I'm -E. uh, sorry, it's E-N-T-O-L-E.family, not .com, Family. Next up is income discovery, which is going into the specialized retirement category, which is uh, because it's a retirement income uh, product. So you'll find that there. And that's at I apologize. Incomediscovery.com. That's easy. Next up, Ortec Finance is going into investment analytics. Uh, and it is, a, as it says, an analytic tool. Ortec, O-R-T-E-C, finance.com. Uh, they model and map uh, uh, rather data to goals and decisions. Uh, it's founded by leading experts in econometrics and technology. Uh, they have over 600 clients in 20 countries. So uh, they're a European-based company that's now breaking into the U.S. They have a lot of interesting solutions around um, asset allocation, asset liability management, um, economic scenario generators. So please check them out at ortechfinance.com. Next up, SSNC Genesis. We all know SSNC. They've been around a long time. They purchased Advent. So they own Advent Access or rather Advent APX now. They own Black Diamond. And Genesis is a, a, a tool which they've had for a while. They've revamped it. It is for portfolio rebalancing. It's very comprehensive. I recently got a demo of it. And it supports everything you pretty much need when it comes to portfolio management uh, and rebalancing. Um, it supports UMA. So there's a lot of capabilities around managing models, rebalancing accounts, modern portfolio drift, adjusting strategies. They often integrate Genesis with Moxie for trade order management. So they, they often go together. So you can find out more information at advent.com slash forward slash solutions forward slash advent dash Genesis, or just Google Advent Genesis. It'll pop right up, I guarantee. And uh, seven and eight, two more. System, S-Y-S-T-M, S-Y-S-T-M, um, no E, systemwealth.com is a new wealth platform, fully integrated platform for advisors. It's got a client portal. It's got advisor trading rebalancing, a product marketplace, um, client performance reporting. Uh, it's a very interesting platform. It was uh, built with by collaboration between William Blair um, and a uh, well, broker-dealer and InvestCloud. Uh, financial services technology provider um, as a tool for what we which we originally thought was a white label tool that William Blair was offering only to their advisors, but they since let us know that any advisor can sign up for system uh, that they want to. They don't have to be affiliated with William Blair. So system 
S-Y-S-T-M, no E, is going in the all-in-one category. All right, finally, last up this month, in, add, in addition to the advisor deck map, Blue Leaf. Uh, we added account aggregation to them. So Blue Leaf uh, is a product that's been around for a while, mainly in performance reporting, but they've recently added some capabilities around data aggregation, account aggregation, and we thought they were significant enough to uh, warrant uh, a second logo in the account aggregation category. So it's very rare that we award second logos, but we felt based on their capabilities, it was warranted. So that's pretty much wrapped. I haven't been any changes. All those applications will get scored on the WealthTech integration score page, which you can check out at ezragroup.com and you can see the scores of those products. And if you have uh, a new product that you would like on the AdvisorTech map, please go to keatsys.com and uh, submit your, uh, your product there and we will review it. Uh, hopefully the month after you submit it and see if it can get onto the map. And you've done it. You've reached the end of another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Please go to our website, ezragroupllc.com and scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Every month you receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, updates, information. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening and talk to you all again next time. Mm-hmm.